Shalom, Meshpocha. This is Sid Roth. Meshpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpocha, the family with the Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with a very supernatural guest. And now, here's your host for this program. It's supernatural television producer, Jackie Duval. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Donna Rigney. Donna and her husband, Jack, are the founding pastors of His Heart Ministries International, and Donna's been a guest previously on our show before. Welcome, Donna. Hi, it's wonderful being with you today. It's great to have you here, and you have had many different encounters with Jesus, and God has shown you future events. And um, one of the things that the Lord showed you in July of 2019 was the unrest that would happen in 2020. Can you go into detail of what he showed you then? Oh, yes, most assuredly. I was in my prayer time with the Lord as I, you know, I daily sit with him. And during this time, I had a visitation where I saw the world like the globe. And I saw God's hand resting on the top of the world. And he told me that when his hand rests on the world, everything is as it should be. And then I saw his hand just lift a little tiny bit, like from his fingers, just lift up a little bit. And he said, if I remove my hand, even the slightest bit, then chaos reigns. And he said, I'm showing you this because this is what's coming to your land. Now, this was the end of July in 2019. This was before COVID, before all the, the civil unrest that we've been enduring. And he said that there would be a time of worldwide unrest and difficulty. He was not causing it, but that he was making me aware that it was coming. And he also showed me that during the times of civil unrest, that's when people really do turn to God, when trials and difficulties and problems come upon us, that that motivates us to really run to God. When things are going well, a lot of times we forget about God. And he, he reminded me of when Israel was held captive in Egypt, and uh, they were really being oppressed by Pharaoh and the Egyptian leaders. They were slaves there. And during that time of oppression, they began crying out to God. And that's, uh, it says in, in uh, the book of Exodus how God heard their cries and that he raised up Moses as a deliverer to come to help them. And so I felt that what God was saying was that in this hour, we've been oppressed with this virus, uh, with all the civil unrest in the world, and that during that time of issues that were coming upon us, as he was, he didn't tell me specifically what they would be, but that uh, that would motivate us like it motivated the people in Egypt to, cr to cry out to God. And so I was upset to hear this, but he said, I'm explaining this to you so that when it does happen, uh, you will know of a certainty that you have heard from me that there will be a great revival. And so I knew he was showing me that when I go through this time of difficulty, worldwide problems and whatnot, he wanted me to maintain that faith that he had spoken previously to me that a great revival was coming, that he was going to be pouring his glory out all over the world, and that he wanted me to know that this was going to happen 
uh, this civil unrest and all this problems that were going to be coming on the world, but that that didn't mean that I hadn't heard from him, that there was still going to be this great revival coming. And then he spoke to me again two months later. He said to me, a great war is coming to your land, uh, one like you have never seen before. He said that during this war, it would be brother against brother. And then when he said that to me, I thought of the Civil War, and I thought that was the worst war we've ever fought. Most lives were lost during that time. You know, in your mind, I was thinking, how could this be worse than that? And he said, I want you to remember that your most important weapons are going to be love and forgiveness. And he said, mobilize the troops. So I knew when he was saying this that prayer was going to be essential for this time of upheaval and unrest and strife that was going to be coming on the land, that the most important thing was really that we prayed. Also, once the coronavirus did break out in the land, it was the beginning of March in 2020, I went into a visitation with the Lord, and he brought me into a beautiful, beautiful ballroom in heaven. And while I was there in in this incredible visitation, uh, I asked the Lord, uh, what about the coronavirus? Because I had just broken out and come to the United States the very beginning of March. I was in this uh, encounter. And he said again, he said to me um, that he was not causing this, but it was for me to pray and for me to have people pray that the world prays. And he showed me this beautiful, beautiful ballroom. And he said, I want you to know that when uh, people uh, die because of this virus, that those that know me, this is the place they're coming to. And he said, this will comfort people who lose their loved ones, who knew me, that they're coming to a beautiful place. And the father loves to lavish his children with his very best blessings. They're never bored. It's wonderful, wonderful things going on here in my kingdom, so people won't be upset. He said, but for the sake of the lost, he said, pray. Pray that the world prays. So I I feel that it's so essential. Prayer is so essential in this hour. Now we're in the the throes of the virus and of uh, the civil unrest and all the issues going on with the election and all that's been going on in our nation, that uh, God is calling us to pray with faith, you know, that not prayers of of, uh, desperation. Uh, During that encounter, when I was with him in the ballroom, he showed me a vision, which has never happened to me before, that I was in the spirit in heaven, and then he showed me a vision down below. And I saw two demons with long pitchforks, and they were soaking a fire. He said, during this time of uh, the virus, he said, you are going to see... Uh, fear being poured out on the land. And I knew that what he was showing me was these two demons were stoking the fire of fear. They were putting wood on it, coals on it, and just making it blaze uh, so that they were going to pour this fear out on the land. And he said people with impure agendas uh, and uh, leaders uh, without good motives would be being used by the enemy to stoke the fire of fear on the land, and he said this too is going to backfire on the enemy because all this fear will motivate people to run to me and to pray. But in all of this, he showed me that he was not causing all of these issues, that the sooner we get God's hand back 
resting on the world through prayer, through our crying out to him uh, with faith and devotion and love. Uh, the sooner his hand rests back on the world, then all this strife and all this unrest will end. And you just wrote a book called The Glory of God Revealed, and you touched on it a little bit on how God's talking about how he's going to pour out his spirit on our nation and also his glory. Can you talk a little bit about uh, why you wrote the book The Glory of God Revealed and how we can walk in God's glory? Oh, sure. First, I'm going to kind of explain a little bit about what the glory is. I've been probably encountering the glory of God to a, a very great degree for the last two years, at least the last two years, uh, just about on a daily basis. When I get alone in my prayer time with the Lord, the, the glory of God just uh, encompasses me, and it's just incredible. And, um, and so during these times, the Lord would have me write what I was experiencing, what he was telling me, and then eventually... Uh, the last maybe six months, he instructed me to get uh, the book written and to publish it because he does want his children to know what the glory is and how the glory is available to everybody. That this isn't just for a select few people that we would know about the glory and experience and encounter the glory, that he wants to pour his glory out upon all flesh, all people, and that there's certain things that we need to know and do so we position ourselves to be available to God and to be able to receive that wonderful, wonderful glory. So what I'm going to just uh, explain first is what the glory is. Uh, one day when I was sitting alone with him, the Lord said to me that his glory is his essence. He said, can you separate your humanity from who you are? And I, I said, no can't because we're human that's who we are and he said in the same way he said you cannot separate my glory from who i am so that he was kind of showing me when we ask for his glory it's not something separate from god when we're asking him for his glory we're asking him for his essence for his being for his presence so that when we're encountering the glory we're literally encountering him uh, just like when moses uh, was on the mountain, and he asked God, he said, I want to see your glory. And he said that, he said, I will allow all of my goodness to pass before you. And so it's uh, the glory of God is the goodness of God, uh, the love of God, the essence of God is the very essence of who he is. And that uh, there's certain things that we need to do in order to encounter the glory. And a few of those things are First, we need to be devoted. You know, we see Moses. Moses beheld the glory of God, and he was devoted to God. He, you know, he loved God with all his heart, all his mind, and all his strength. And that's what God asks us to do, to love him with all our heart, all our mind, all our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. As we love God, we're going to love others. And, uh, and so we need to be devoted to God. And it, and it also takes a level of discipline. We also saw where Moses would meet with God daily, you know, and that, that takes discipline. So we need to be devoted to God. We also need to be disciplined where we take time to get apart with him. I kind of talk about this in the book so that people can get an understanding that the glory of God is accessible to all. 
but we need to be devoted to God. We need to be disciplined where we take time every day, set apart a certain time in our schedule to just be alone with him. So he wants us to be uh, devoted to him, dedicated to him, and that we have to have a, a strong desire for his presence. But I think the, the key, the most important thing that I have found in my search after God and search after the glory is to have faith that we will see him, we will hear him, we will encounter him, that he wants to reveal himself to us, and that as we have faith uh, that he will do those things for us. Uh, I had an encounter um, a few years back where I was sitting alone with the Lord, and I had had a, a kind of a difficult morning uh, and felt very distracted, but I still, you know, got in my room, my prayer room, and, and sat with the Lord. And every day I would just pick up my notebook and my pen and sit waiting, ready to hear what the Lord would say to me, put my soft music, my worship music on, worship, and just listen for when I would hear him say anything. But this morning I didn't pick up my pen, I didn't pick up my notebook, had my music on, but I was not expecting that I was going to hear from God because I was so distracted. And I heard him say, where's your pen? Where's your notebook? And so I knew he was, he was letting me know that I was not expecting to hear from him. And so I wouldn't unless I exercised that level of faith that I got my pen, I got my notebook, and expected that I was going to hear from him. And so I believe that one of the reasons that he had me write this book is to raise everyone's level of faith in who he is, what he has for us, and that it's available to everyone, that if we just have an expectant faith, we have, we're devoted to him, we desire him, uh, we want him more than anything, that we will love him so much that we will discipline ourselves to get apart with him, and to, to have, we will have the faith then that he will speak to us. That's so good. And in one of your many encounters with the glory of God, the Lord showed you that the glory is his solution to everything. Can you explain what he showed you in that? Yes, yes, that no matter what we're going through in life, that the glory of God is the solution to everything. And one day, not too long ago, the Lord spoke to me, and I was praying for our president. That was just prior to the election and after the election, that all the upheaval that was going on. And he said to me, he said, I want you to pray for your president. I want you to pray for godly leaders. He said, but even more important than praying for a godly leader and for your president, he said, it's more important for you to pray for my glory to be poured out upon all mankind. He said that no man, no godly leader can change the hearts of men. He said, but I can and I will. And it's his glory, his tangible presence that changes us. Uh, it's his presence that uh, protects us. Uh, when the enemy will come to try to discourage us or bring fear into our lives or bring problems, it's the glory, the tangible presence of God that chases the enemy away. And uh, when we're in God's presence, that's what he's shown me, when you're in my presence, enemy can't touch you. He, he can't touch you at all. And a lot of times, you know, we'll get apart with God and maybe feel upset about situations we're going through or our loved ones are having issues. And when the glory falls, it's like peace is restored. Every, everything is diminished 
in its size, uh, where our problems seem so big and overwhelming and, oh, like insurmountable. But when the glory falls, everything is within reach. Everything is tangible. There's times when his glory falls so strong upon me that um, it's like his breath becomes my breath, that when I'm breathing, I feel God breathing through me. And I just tears just stream down my face and just this incredible devotion that, you know, I can't even move, move out of this place that I'm in. I, you know, I think, oh, I've got stuff to do, but I can't even get myself to go do those things because his glory is so wonderful, so overwhelming and, and just so awesome. And then it seems that when I do uh, leave my prayer room after you know, soaking in the glory for quite a while, that everything is just easily accomplished and uh, the problems just diminish in size and a lot of times miracles happen and those things I was concerned about are fine, they're gone, everything's, everything's taken care of. In his glory, everything we need is, is found in his glory. That's so, so good. And, and the Lord showed you something else when you're in the glory that I think will be a, an encouragement to the people, and that is that we are moving into a suddenly hour. Can you explain what God showed you there? <laughs> yes. Yes, that uh, this is the time when uh, God is going to show up suddenly. Uh, suddenly, he is going to answer those prayers we've been praying for years. Uh, suddenly, he's going to fulfill those prophetic promises. Uh, that uh, we received years ago. Uh, you know, I, I see it like when Jesus uh, was crucified and um, everybody, all his disciples, uh, left him because they figured that that which they hoped for was gone. They thought he was the Messiah. Uh, he was the answer to all their problems. And now he was dead. He was taken from them. They all, of course, all ran away and hid and were praying for three days, just hiding away, afraid that they would be crucified too because they were his followers. And um, and then what happened? Uh, resurrection Day, you know, uh, Jesus rose from the dead. Suddenly, suddenly he showed up on the scene, and suddenly uh, joy came, and uh, resurrection power was there, healings and miracles and you know, the Holy Spirit was poured out at Pentecost, and the apostles began walking in miracles and signs and wonders, and their shadows healed the sick. And, you know, there was opposition, there was persecution, uh, but God always showed up. You know, he showed up suddenly. And I feel like this is that hour that we're coming into that the Lord showed me that this is going to be a suddenly hour, that those things we've prayed for for years, our, our loved ones that are addicted to uh drugs or alcohol or different things are going to suddenly be set free. Uh, our people that we've prayed for for years uh, to get saved, suddenly their eyes are going to be opened. Uh, suddenly they're going to have dramatic encounters with the Lord and they're going to be radically saved. You know, suddenly our nation's going to turn back to God. This is a suddenly hour and there's nothing more awesome and wonderful than when God shows up suddenly. Can you imagine the joy that was on the apostles uh, when they found out that Jesus was alive from Peter and James and John and Martha and Mary and all of them, when they saw Jesus, the, the joy. So as we go through all these trials we're going through in our, our life here, 
when God shows up suddenly with this glory. It is going to be incredibly awesome. <laughs> Amen. Wonderful. That's Wonderful. awesome. And, um, and the Lord um, showed you also for our nation that uh, the Holy Spirit's been proclaiming to you that these are the days of Elijah for the U.S. So how does, how does the days of Elijah parallel to what we're seeing now in the U.S.? Oh, yeah, that um, many, many times. In fact, there's a section of my book that I, I devoted to uh, this revelation because there were so many times the Lord would appear to me in my prayer time and say to me, these are like the days of Elijah. And, and he would repeat that day after day. And so I began to really look into it and, and let him explain to me how these were like the days of Elijah. And we see that Elijah was just devoted to God. Uh, he was a prophet, and uh, he was not received well by uh, Ahab and Jezebel, the king and the queen at that time, and uh, was even persecuted because of his prophetic words. And, and I see that happening now in this hour, that a lot of the prophets are being persecuted for uh, speaking. They're hearing God say to them. And so there's that persecution from the establishment and from the leaders in the land. Uh, and at that time, uh, Jezebel, the wife of uh, King Ahab, the queen, she really required that uh, uh, the everyone worship Baal, the, the false god, and that they sacrifice their children. And so I, I very much see that this is a time uh, similar to that where uh, the enemy is really calling for the sacrifice of innocent children within the womb, and I believe, too, outside the womb with uh, pedophilia and all the things that are going on in the land, the human trafficking and whatnot, that uh, the children of our nation are really under a severe attack, as they were back then in the days of Elijah. Uh, they were sacrificing infants and throwing them in the fire before this idol Moloch and, and Baal. And so um, God raised up Elijah uh, to put an end to that. And I believe that we are in that time now that God has raised up Donald Trump and uh, the, the church to align with, with him to end this uh, sacrifice of the unborn babies and children uh, to Satan, to demons, uh, through uh, abortion. And that uh, this is the hour when uh, Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned, when the legalization of the murder of the innocent babies is going to be stopped, that's going to be abolished. Uh, that these are the days, like the days of Elijah, uh, where God did put an end to that. And when he showed up, God showed up suddenly on Mount Carmel in all his glory when Elijah offered the sacrifice before the Lord God, before all the prophets of Baal, and, and the fire of God fell on the sacrifice suddenly and consumed the sacrifice that Elijah had offered. And then all the prophets were slaughtered. He had all the prophets of Baal slaughtered. And, he, you know, he said to the people prior to that, um, if the Lord God is the true God, then worship him. If Baal is the true God, then worship him. And so God showed himself to be the real, the true God, and the people worshiped God. And I believe that this is going to be a time where the people that have been worshiping the idols in the land uh, and false gods, that they're going to recognize God is God. Whatever he does in this hour, whatever mighty things he does and the things that he, he, he 
does to turn our nation around. It's going to cause people to fall on their faces and begin worshiping him. And I also see, too, that um, after that happened, you know, Jezebel threatened to kill Elijah, and he ran away in such discouragement, uh, thinking that she was going to kill him. And he was so discouraged, he sat under a broom tree and, and asked God to take him home, that he didn't want to live anymore. He was very, very depressed. And so I believe that this is the same thing that's happening to a lot of the prophets now, is that they're feeling discouraged. Uh, They've spoken the word of God, and they're just meeting with a lot of opposition and persecution, and they're just very disheartened and discouraged. And God did not get angry with Elijah when that happened. Uh, He Instead, he met with him, had an encounter with him, uh, he comforted him, and he just got, sent him back to work. And so I, I feel that that's what God is saying in this hour to those that are discouraged and disheartened and, and feel like they have failed, that he's dusting them off, going to have an encounter with them, uh, letting them have a little bit of time of rest, and just going to set them back into their positions uh, to do the work that God's given them to do. That's so good. Such a needed word for now. And Another thing God showed you um, in the glory was Jesus. He was watching the young people, and uh, he, he was telling you that he had amazing plans to use them for the coming revival. Can you explain that, that encounter? Yes, I can. I really feel that uh, so much that's going on right now has to do with the children. Uh, uh, just about maybe three or four weeks ago um, when we were at church, we had a little girl came forward, and she was uh, worshiping God with the flags. Uh, And uh, it just was such a beautiful sight to see her lead the church in worship. And it was spontaneous. It was nothing that was planned. And she just came up front and picked up the flag and was leading us all in worship. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, this is all about the children. God has a plan. His plan is to use the children in this upcoming revival, uh, that they are going to uh, have encounters with the Lord Uh, They're going to meet with him, and they won't be tricked uh, into uh, worshiping uh, uh, idols, the idols in the land, and fantasy, and different things that, you know, the enemy brings uh, into our children's, the young children's lives, Uh, and as they grow up, the same thing. But they're going to have such powerful encounters with God that they won't be tempted with the baubles of the world, so to speak, you know. They're just going to be so in love with him. And I have seen this begin to happen where uh, children are starting to have encounters. We have another little uh, boy that comes to our church. He's five years old, and uh, he went out to play. And when he went out to play, he saw Jesus out there. And he was playing football outside and, and had this wonderful encounter with Jesus. And so the next day when he, was, he told his mom, he said, I'm going to go out to play. He said, I'm going to play with my friend. Jesus, that um, God is appearing to children. He's, uh, they're having encounters with him. And this is going to increase dramatically in the days ahead, because it, just as the enemy is trying to destroy the children through abortion and pedophilia and, and indoctrination, and they've been attacked with uh, propaganda in the schools, God has his plan to bring truth and to reveal himself to the children. And so this is a very, very important hour to God for 
this generation uh, to be raised up and to be powerfully, powerfully used by God, and that the, the enemy's plan to destroy the children is going to be just totally demolished and stopped, but that because of the children, for the sake of the children, and the call that God has on the children, and because the enemy understands this, he knows that God's plan is to use the children, so he wants to destroy that whole generation. It will not happen. God's will will be done. God will be victorious. He's already beginning that work in the children, and he won't be stopped because God is God. He's already defeated the enemy. The enemy's under his feet. And so God will raise up the children, and people are going to be really impacted by the things that children are going to start saying, is that what they're hearing, uh, what the revelations they're getting, the prayers they're praying. Uh, it's going to be enlightening and exciting uh, for the parents and the adults around the children to know that God is using children so powerfully. That's so good, so encouraging. And before we go, I want to touch on one more encounter that you had. And you talked about it already a little bit, but the Lord was showing you how when we're in the glory and in his presence, the enemy can't touch us. And so the Lord was showing you that the enemy was, was trying to hurt you, but the uh, angels were carrying the, were catching those things, and those things were not able to harm you. Can you explain that um, that vision? Oh, yes. Yes, this was a, a time a while ago where I was sitting uh, alone with the Lord. Many times when I go into the Spirit, he brings me to this place called the Mountain of Intimacy, and there's a bench there. And we sit on the bench, and it's a cliff below. And as we sit there, uh, often he tells me about things that are going to happen in the world, and he'll show me things going on in the world below. Well, this particular day, as I was sitting on this bench beside Jesus, um, all of a sudden I saw a demon peeking from the cliff below. You know, his head was just rising above to where we were. And he started throwing grenades at me. And uh, angels came and took the grenades and just threw them back. And the Lord showed me that if we stay tucked in close to him and spend time alone with him, the angel, angels protect us, and the Lord will not allow the enemy to harm us. And a few days later, I was back in the spirit in that same spot, and again, grenades came, were thrown by the enemy. And this time, I handed the grenades to Jesus, and he pulled a pin out of all the grenades and held them in his hand, his nail-scarred hand. And what those pins represented was people I was worried about, situations that I was very concerned about, and he was saying, I've got them. And the enemy cannot use even your problems, even the things you're worried about, to attack you with. Because as you hand those situations and those problems and those issues over to me, I take the pin out of the grenade, that thing that would cause it to explode, that would cause it to uh, manifest and become a, a horrible situation. I take them, and I take care of them. They're in my hand, and you just trust me with those things. So we, as, as we sit with him, as we spend time with him, we're protected, but we're also provided for. The things, that's what often when I sit with him, he'll tell me, give me those things that concern you. Just give me everything that concerns you. I'll take care of it. And it, he never, never ceases to amaze me how those things I do give him, 
he does take care of them and that he does answer those prayers and he performs miracles in the glory miracles happen in the glory we're protected and we're provided for as we and the glory is his presence it's his essence it's who he is when we are just enwrapped in his presence like that the tangible presence uh he takes care of everything so so good and before we go can you pray over the listeners just anything the lord is showing you to pray right now oh sure i'd love to i'd love to uh lord i pray uh that for each and every one of us lord uh you show us how you delight in your children how you long to pour your glory out upon us that this is the desire of your heart that we are not asking amiss when we ask you for more of you, more of your presence, more of your glory, for you to increase your goodness and your power and your presence in our lives. And I pray, Lord God, that as each one does, you give us the faith that we need to be able to have those encounters you want us to have. And I pray, Lord God, that everything that concerns your children as they get before you, you take those concerns in your hand. As you took the pins out of those grenades, I pray you take every problem, every issue, every hurt, every worry, and you take them and you take care of them, that your children are left carefree. You have told us in your word that we were to come to you as little children. And I pray, Lord God, that each and every one of us will be able to come to you as little children, carefree, totally, and, and wrapped in your love, understanding what a wonderful father, what a wonderful protector and provider you are, that all our cares are in your hands and that you provide everything we need. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest, Donna Rigney. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get the special resource. Donna Rigney has had many encounters with Jesus and the Father in heaven. And in her new book, The Glory of God Revealed, she shares her encounters and teaches you how you can have those encounters too. She will teach you step by step how you can hear from the Holy Spirit. Donna also developed a brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series called, and I bet you've never heard of this before, Soaking in the Glory. In this CD set, you will learn how to live in the glory. When you're rooted in God's glory, you will see miracles continuously. Donna's brand new book, The Glory of God Revealed, and her brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series, Soaking in the Glory, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9730. Once again, that's offer number 9730.